This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hi, this is Andy Bauman from Tom Ham's Lighthouse. I'm the chair of San Diego Restaurant Week. Please join us for San Diego Restaurant Week from September 24th to October 1st, with lunches available from $10 to $20 and dinner available from $20 to $50. Visit SanDiegoRestaurantWeek.com to see more than 180 restaurants participating in Restaurant Week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diva Lounge. I'm Julie Hosler with... Maribel Hernandez. Ooh, and today we have our executive chef, Joe Magdanelli. Yeah. That's right? Hello, good morning. Yeah, there you are. He's with the Urban Kitchen Group, and there's five of them in there. Six now, because you have Urban Kitchen Catering. We've had Urban Kitchen Catering for... And then, so what are your other ones? You have three in San Diego. Uh, Cucina Urbana, Cucina Inateca, and Cucina Sorella. And then if you're in Newport or Irvine, they're the Inotecas. Yeah, Cochina Inotecas. How are you, Joe? I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, thanks I've, for being here. I've been waiting here. for this invite for quite a while. <laughs> well, always a pleasure to see you, to talk to you. Thank you for being yeah. here. And we have a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, we definitely have a lot to oh. talk Can about. Can I just say first, so I've, sure. I've known Maribel since I was a... The, Kindergartner. Well, a kindergartner in terms of chef years, yeah. Aww. I was at my first uh, chef job at Chive. Maribel was just beginning here at Specialty Produce, and she didn't know anything about <laughs> produce, about as much as I knew about being a chef. And, you know, if you asked her, I need some figs, she's like, let me find out what that is. Like, she, <laughs> <laughs> but to see her now, she's what she's doing is, is really awesome. Oh, thank you. You know, and I always like to say it's because of chefs like like Joe that, you know, we are who we are, and I am who I am. Wow. And, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. He is the kind of chef that I personally like working for because yeah, he nice. is the one chef in San Diego that will always call me and ask me for that one produce item that no one else in town <laughs> I is I got to keep you on your toes. Using. Like a fig? <laughs> he really Well, that back then, but now it's it's other stuff that's... He really does keep me on my toes and there is no doubt that that is the reason why he is successful mm. because Very. he's he's on top of his game. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah, congratulations. Well, if you couldn't find the stuff that I need, I wouldn't be as successful. (laughs) It works both ways. Thank you for being here, Joe. Joe. So your group is uh, California-inspired Italian kitchen. Sure. Yeah. So I guess a a way I I like to say that is we consider Southern California as our region Mm -hmm. of Italy. So what we get around here, we kind of incorporate into our Italian regional food. So. It's right. it's an interesting way to look at it if you take, you know, I, when I've been to Italy, I haven't seen avocados really, you know, but we use, obviously, it's the right. big thing here Got in Southern it. California, so we'll incorporate them into dishes. And so um, I use avocados or, you know, we're so close to Mexico, so there's some, you know, especially at Sorella, we kind of incorporate a lot of those ingredients. Yeah, a lot of influence from their mm-hmm. yeah. region. Yeah, And so, a lot of your influence from Italy. Yeah, I mean, if you think of Italy, people think of lasagna and meatballs and stuff like that, but it's so much di- more diverse than that. And and from different regions in Italy, I mean, 
you know, northern region and Altoid DJ is very in, in influenced by their neighbor countries, Austria and Germany. So you see influences mm. there. Sicily obviously is way different. It's surrounded by water, so there's a lot of seafood and um, you know, Umbrea, it's landlocked, so it's beans and pork and stuff like that. So it's it's really diverse. Mm-hmm. So we like to say we're here in Southern California. Let's just take those Italian philosophy of cooking and incorporate um, Southern California ingredients, which is really true to, I feel, hmm. to Italian cooking. Wow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you have five places. So are the menus the same? If I go to Sorella, it's the same as Irvine? Um, Sorella um, is mostly different across the board. I think the squash blossoms are the same. Oh, yeah. But that might be the, the so. only dish on that menu that's the same. But as far as... Urbana and all the Inatecas, they're about 60 to, 60 to 70% the same. And then the other 30% or so is is more regional, like, you know, what right. they get up in Orange County. It's, uh-huh. it's still Southern California, but they, you know, their produce vendors up there um, help them find uh, stuff that the, the yeah. local, local mm-hmm. seasonal. Yeah, very. Obviously, that's where we start with our menus. You know, there's dishes on our menu that don't go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> based on season sure. or, and popularity like those squash blossoms squash blossoms i think oh they kill it yeah. so <laughs> with such a large group of people and you're going to irvine and mm-hmm. how do you how do you keep that all balanced out and you just travel up and down i don't know or... that i do <laughs> well, how honest. do you keep everybody happy <laughs> i should say uh yeah again i don't think i do that. a very good job of that at all oh come on joe no uh, i mean like i was telling you before we we like to just hire good people and i think that then it takes care of itself we oh hire, yeah mm-hmm. we have really talented and um, inspired chefs at all the restaurants uh mark and caesar and tony and tony and daniel and then all the way down to the sous chefs and, and the staffs and the cooks and mm. everybody you know if you hire good, you, you t- it tends to make that job e- easier. Well, you're doing a good job. They keep coming back. I was at Sorella the other day. They were packed. Yeah, uh, Sorella. You know, it's their our newest one over on in at, off Adams Avenue in Kensington, and it's uh you know we're we're, we're really happy with what they're doing over there. And Shout out to should, Grace, people, yeah. Gracie. Uh, people should uh, go check it out because it's really really good, and uh, the pasta dishes I think are unmatched anywhere around what's the biggest challenge trying to make it all work i mean you know obviously i think you talk to any chef i think one of the biggest challenges is staffing right now Mm -hmm. um finding Mm. good people um or just finding people bodies you know i think at a point you hire bodies as opposed to but we feel like you know what we're our job as chefs or as my job and our chefs are we're part of a big part of what we want to do is we can we say we're training chefs and not just look at them as cooks and mm. prep cooks. We're training future chefs. So mm. we want to give them that training. Yeah. And, and um, you know, if we get somebody that's really green in the industry, I mean, that's like a blank canvas to us. We can um, really teach them how to cook the way we like to cook and um, and, and inspire them. Um, and I think that's what we do. You know, we, we say they might be a warm body, but as long as they have a, the the – the inspiration to do what we do. I mean, it's hard work. It's really hard work. Mm-hmm. In the I look at them sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe I, I used to be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's it's a tough job, right? So to to get somebody to um, want to do that every day, it's, um, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, um, care and motivation, and, and, and yeah. motivation exactly. So yeah. yeah, it's a lot, especially on those busier restaurants when you're serving three, 400 people. Mm-hmm. There's no letdown in, in our restaurants. I mean, you have 
moderately slower days, but they're still very busy. Right. You know, and they have to be on their game every day. You know, we it's our job to um, keep them focused. How do you do that? I don't anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I was great. No, but how do you you go around to them and give them that pep talk? Yeah, I mean, I think spending time with them and um, talking to them, getting to know them. I mean, we talk about connection with farmers and connection with vendors, but Mm -hmm. you really, that's uh, the most important is connecting with your staff. Right. Understanding, excuse me, um, what they, where they're coming from, who they are, what motivates them. Some of them, it might just be, you know, money. But mm-hmm. some of them, it might be they want to cook for their families. Some of them Aww. want to be chefs, you know. Um, finding out what motivates them is, I think, and what inspires them. And just getting to know them. I think if you just put a cutting board next to them, start chopping with them and, co- and cooking with them, you get, you, you'd get to know them a little bit better. Yeah, and that, that that's team what we try work. To, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you spend eight hours or more a day with people. You should, you should know a little bit about their lives outside of work. How much of that are you n- doing nowadays? How much? I, you know, I'm in the kitchen still every day, whether it's down here or Orange County, and I make it a point to still say hi and bye to everybody and oh um, get to know them a little bit. It's harder. You know, you see some of them just once a week or every other week, and um, um, my home base is still at Kachina Urbana, so I know that staff really, really well. But it's like having literally like five families because, <laughs> you know, you, you and big families, yeah. you know, they're yeah. big staffs. and. Um, they're really good people, and we, I think we, that's what we try to do is hire based off of um, personality a lot, you know, not necessarily resume. Yeah. Yeah. We have one of our, one of our sous chefs in our company that um, – David Villalobos up in um, Irvine, and mm-hmm. I always use him as an example with a lot of our chefs because he, he, you look at his resume when he started with us five, five and a half years ago, almost six years ago, and he might not be somebody resume-wise we would, we would jump at or mm-hmm. a lot of people would jump at. Uh, because of some of his experience, but he's become one of our our best team members because he just he loves it, you know, and and he's kind of indispensable to us. So, Aww. so he's That's been he's story. been growing. He's growing within. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's, um, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say where he's worked that we might not look at that as a, as a thing, but a lot of people look at the resumes and say, oh, he's worked at this amazing restaurant and that amazing restaurant. And I want to look at somebody's eyes and be like, you love what you do, whether you're working at, you know, Carl's Jr. Or right. if you're working at the French Laundry, right? Yeah. Like it's what I see in your eyes. And he's been, a, you know, a great employee for us for a long time. And I use that for our chefs to be like, you know, just because we send all these resumes and they don't necessarily look like what we might want to hire in terms of like the experience, the yeah, kind of cooking know. that we do. Sure. At least just come up, bring them in, and talk to them, and see where they're coming from. Or the, if they have that passion, exactly. that drive, because they may just not have had the, the opportunity yet to to let that shine. Hmm. So, wow. Mm. Now, um, I mean, because you've been doing this for how long, Joe? Being a chef, you want me to date myself? <laughs> yeah. <Is that> what... <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I just kind of want to get people to know what, like you say, to that experience. I mean, you've been doing this for a very long time. I may not look it because I moist <laughs> my moisturizer program Baby keeps face, me looking young. I got it. Uh, I've been in the industry for 25 years yeah. uh, oh. since I got. A, I was in high school when I was cooking, and I've been a chef with Urban Kitchen Group for 11 years, over 11 years now. Yeah. So talk about mm-hmm. leadership skills. <laughs> uh, You're a leader. Did you ever think you would be where you are? No. I mean, I mean, that's always what I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, from um, 
you know, I, I think, uh, I remember um, when I was, I think it was third or fourth grade or something, and we had to do a, a demonstration in class on whatever we wanted to do, and I made brownies, right? <laughs> and not just brownies. I couldn't just do plain brownies. I had to do cream cheese swirl in them and, like, do it. But so I've been in the, I've loved cooking since, you know, I don't know, there's something innate about it, I guess. But leadership, I don't know. I, need, I think that's, that's the hard thing to teach. You can teach people to cook, right? But yeah. Leadership, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know. I have a good answer for that. Do you consider yourself a leader? Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, you lead people. You try to inspire them every day, but it's not something I think about. But I mean, you have to have some kind of leadership qualities to be to have. You know, we have five chefs, right? That you know, yeah, and, and you yeah. guys, I'm sure know how chefs are. Egos, we we know <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> Oh yeah, demand. Gotta have their way. Yeah. Um, and then the sous chefs, you know, below them, we have uh, three to four sous chefs at each restaurant, and then big staffs. I mean, you got to be somewhat of a. And I think in, at this point with me, I think it's about just keeping them interested and and, and motivated. And you know, we talk about numbers and P and Ls and that stuff with them too. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what they what they're the. The leaders in their kitchens. Mm. So. so what do you, what do you do there at Urban Kitchen Group to keep them inspired and motivated? I think you know I we we try to keep their interest levels and in, and in, in dine. You know, get, go out and see what's going on. We a few times a year we'll take trips to L.A. is easy. We can make it up to L.A. and see what um, sh- uh, restaurants are doing up there. That's awesome. Um, we've taken uh, chef trips to San Francisco and. And you guys were just in Mexico recently. We were just down in Mexico making tequila with uh, <laughs> really? a, a Yeah, I think a lot of it's, it was really fun. making it and drinking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was cool. Drinking tequila shots off of a donkey. Oh, you should have <laughs> brought some in here. <laughs> I should have. I brought yeah. a couple of bottles back. I'm not a big tequila guy, but it was really interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh huh. And to be able to take the group and and like you say, inspire them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is so that... I'll bring you a bottle when, when Thank we get. Thank you. I look forward we, to that. We... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, because you guys, you said you're going to age it there, right? They're yeah, gonna, well, gonna... they were already aged in barrels, so we basically got to pick our barrels, and, and then they're going to bottle it. So yeah, I think it needed a little bit longer in the barrels, and then huh. they're going to bottle it, and then it's going to be our own label like, from them. Yeah, does it get harder or easier? No, it's so easy. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, well, the, the, the pressure is different. I mean, like, yeah. you have pressure on yeah. a nightly basis as a line cook and to make sure you're firing everything on time and that that dance that they all do and then it just gets different pressure my pressure is to the business now make sure that we're we're being responsible and we're getting the best pricing we can for things and keeping the menus fresh and up to date and and relevant and i think that's the pressure you know but that's fun to me like designing menus that's i mean i could do that all day doesn't feel like work i mean i could that feels like fun to me because you love it Yeah, I think you know that. What is that saying? Like, if you love what you do, you don't yeah. work a day in your life. Yeah, yeah it's uh-huh. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's days where it's tough. I'm sorry. There's oh, days where is it's that tough. you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, the kitchen's calling. I know somebody's like <laughs> somebody's <laughs> calling in sick. They're like, don't forget about me. Talk to you. Know? Um, I'm watching you. Right. No. Uh, you know, it's there's there's pressure moments, and it's tough sometimes. You know, we're dealing with a lot of. We need to make every guest happy, you know. So there's pressure in that. So when there's so much pressure, who do you who do you call? Who's your go to person that you call to vent? Maribel. Or... 
You call me your girl? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And I'm all ears. I'm like, talk to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, I obviously don't try to, when I get home at night, dump it yeah. on my wife, you know, she, sometimes I'll just, you know, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, um, I never had like a mentor mentor, like a lot of people. Right. I try to be that mentor for a lot of people, but you know, I mean, I, my job, I'm lucky. I, I, I have a great job with a, a great, you know, Tracy's a great, great person to work with. And I don't, I don't know. I don't get, there's, there's times where it's tough, but I think it's overall, it's a great. Yeah. It gets easier every year. It just. I wouldn't say easier. Like I said, the pressure yeah, is different. Yeah. You know, you're dealing, you have a lot more responsibility to people, employees and to their families and stuff like that. But... Plus you're probably going to open up another one somewhere, right? I don't know. Yeah, and you were talking about the yeah right, (laughs) and then and then you point you pointed out guests keeping the guests happy. Well, I mean, yeah, the guests are the main thing. If we don't have guests, we don't have the jobs, right? Um, But I think it's um, you know the the guests. We always talk about San Diego. You know, when when I started years ago, um, guests I think in San Diego um, are more savvy than we give them credit for. I think they know good food and they want good food and they expect it. You know, yeah. and I think if um, we're not delivering that to them, then we'll, we'll, we'll notice that in, in, at the end of the day in the numbers. But um, the guests are really what it's about. And, and you know, we, we put out food that might be sometimes a little esoteric for them. Mm-hmm. And But we've developed a really good clientele base that if it's something we might mess up on one, we're not losing them for life. You know, they just are like, okay, you know. So I think that's – but the guests are the main thing, and, you know, we – we really try want to make sure that if we serve 300 guests in a night, 300 guests leave happy. And, you know, there's times where we might mess up, but we need to make it right at the end of the day for them. Yeah. That's really the key yeah. thing. You go so, out to the table and talk to them? Oh, yeah. I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm shy. I told you, Julie, I'm shy. You are not shy. I'm so shy. Yeah, he's shy. <laughs> I'm shy. I talked, you know, there's there's a lot of regular faces that we see in the restaurants yeah. that I, that I um, talk to when we see them. And, you know. I meet new people all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at just like going some, out there. Some and chefs are so schmoozy. I'm. I'd love to be more schmoozy, but I. I just feel like I go out there and make an, an ass of myself. <laughs> <laughs> like who is this guy? Who is this guy? Right. Yeah. So keeping the guests happy because we walk into those restaurants and they're packed. Cucina mm-hmm. Urbana is a beast. It's it's you know we're very proud of Cucina Urbana. It's um you know it's eight eight years. I think it's eight eight years in. Wow. And um it's still, you know, um really popular. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least, I think. How do you keep that consistency over so many years? That's the hard that's a hard thing. I think keeping people around, you know, we've had um a lot of um people I have two dishwashers that have been with me since Chive. Oh my. eleven years they've yeah, been with us. That's that crazy. But it's that, you know, it's like um Keeping consistency is is the key with having longevity and, re- and retention of employees. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's that's the key. But also keeping it relevant, like we were saying, like you know, I think um, we're better chefs than we were eight years ago. We've learned more. We've um, developed better, more efficient ways to do things. Um, and the rising costs. I mean, costs are going up every day with um, prices and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we got to make sure that we're very responsible with what we're buying and how much we're buying and not wasting things yeah and you're mm-hmm. you're really big on on trying to you know work something out with you know not wasting things i know you've mentioned to me about is there a way that we can try to well we i mean i think that's um an area and around that we that 
maybe the, commu- the, the, the culinary community could do, be better is um, more composting programs. I mean, it, it's, it's still hard. That's still hard to find, especially in San Diego. We should be, there should be no way we should be putting yeah. food into land. And you guys do a great job with your no waste program. And yeah, waste not. Yeah. Waste not program, sorry. And, um, but even like food scraps that aren't edible, they should be going into uh, composting programs. And it's really hard to do that in San Diego right now. I think that's an area that we could be better. Mm. And now talking about, you know, how ways to help and support you've been, you know, you've had this dinner series, uh, Beast Feast. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want you to talk to us about that and what the inspiration behind that was. Well, it started out just as like, um, you know, we do we have we uh, host large parties frequently at the restaurants. We're really equipped well to handle um, like groups. Um, mm-hmm. But one of them, I, I start, it started out as a menu that I wanted to write for like more adventurous groups that were just like cook for us, right? And it started out was like um, different whole animal dining, right? And um, but what I really wanted to do with it at the end of the day was to um, have have our guests really understand um, what 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 they're eating, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get a, a pork chop on the plate, that's not just this cut of meat. There's a whole animal that went with that at some point and to respect that animal and that animal's life and not just the animal, but everything that goes with it. Right. There's people's hard work that goes into that. Right. So, um, and and maybe not to be as frivolous with that and to teach our cooks that as well, that take care in what you're prepping and don't be frivolous with it and, and respect it, respect it totally because it's an animal that gave its life for us to be able to, to eat it essentially. Right. Um, and then everything that goes along with that animal. Um, I use chives, chives as an example, like you might, you might just look at it as a piece of grass, <laughs> but there's somebody that had to plant that and cultivate that and, um, pick it and package it. And it, there's a lot of steps that it gets to come to us. And if you don't take care in every piece of product that comes in our door, then um, we're failing as a as a culinary community, and w- our guests have been very receptive to it. I mean, mm-hmm. w- we're wheeling whole animals out through the dining room. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, the pig, a whole pig, <laughs> yeah, and um, the yeah. goat one that's coming up. That yeah, you guys yeah, are we're gonna to. be going to. I that. can't wait. Yeah. So, um, but we do. You know, we've uh, people like Jack Ford have been really helpful in connecting us with the farmers to, that we get. Um, um, for those, uh, I think we've actually introduced two more. I don't know if it's official yet, but mm-hmm. after goat, I think we're doing vegetable. Yay! Yeah, I know, so. I know you talked to me. <laughs> My favorite. It's kind of different from what we do, but uh-huh. we've had a lot of people be like, are you ever going to do vegetables? And we're like, there's tons of vegetables at all these, yeah. but I think we're going to feature one, and that'll be early next year. Great. And then I think we're doing um, – like game birds after that, like fowl. So, so. it's it's not going to end anytime soon. It's it's going to as long as people keep buying the tickets. Uh-huh. I think we might keep doing it. Yeah, uh-huh. we had originally just set out four for a whole year, once a quarter, and um, we added these two last. The last one was crustacean, and mm-hmm. then goat. And you know, it's funny. Goat goat is interesting to me because it's like around the world, it's the most widely used. I just read that the other day, and we don't appreciate it enough in the United States. Like goats, I would have never thought that yeah. the goat, the goat, yeah, uh. and and we don't use it. In, I mean, we lamb and stuff like that, but goat is, um, it's like one of the most widely used um, hmm. animals in the world. 
Mm. And, and I don't I think I think it's again you know octopus a few years ago mm. in the United was States a- was like you know it's hard to find a menu now it's on every menu chefs really yeah. know what they're doing yeah. with it now it's hard you know um, so goat might be one of those things because it's a little it's a little it's a little different than, yeah. than lamb but I think like you know we we embrace it um, and people the clientele it's really about if the clientele appreciates it so we're gonna we're gonna do goat I just hung some. Um, Goat prosciuttos the other day, oh so hopefully it'll be ready. God. And um, when is the beast feast coming up? The the goat one is in October. October, yeah. October, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. That on my right. calendar. Oh yeah, yeah we're I going to. I'm going. Yeah, this <laughs> one's going to be fun. We're going to make some goat cheese for it. So like, you know, goat mm. cheese we is so love. so popular. So mm. we're going to make our cheese for that. So you get some of that, and then Maribel wants me to make birria with it. Yes. My what birria? Birria? Wait, what did she want? What birria? Birria, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, but you know, the, so, so going back to the the premise of this yes. thing, it's you know, it's really about uh, the connection with the farmers and and um and and you know, we we from the the produce farmers too. There's a when we do these, it's not just about that meat. We we the, all the accompaniments that go with it are um, we try to get from you know local farmers, and they're very seasonal. So, um, but you know, the the local the farmer thing, I think, is something mm-hmm. that I think um, we need to pay att- more attention to. As yeah. a culinary community, I know a lot of chefs, a lot, of, especially here in San Diego, love, you know, uh, th- that stuff. And I think, um, you know, if we can, if we can, as a society, um, you know, the the market will dictate what what we're doing. Right. And if we appreciate and and buy more local organic farmers, then then that's what the that we'll do as a society. And if we can get our government to stop subsidizing. Um, mass crops uh that are, are are not not healthy and not nutritious and we can maybe shift some of those resources into local smaller farms yeah. um then we won't have them closing like we just saw which we were really really uh yeah. bummed about yeah mm-hmm. uh, with uh Suzuki's, yeah. yeah yeah so you know and if we as you know if we as a community if we as a community can um and you guys do a great job with your farmers market trucks and you guys do a lot with um the the farmers around San Diego and and you know that's that's one of the harder things about b- doing that is mm-hmm. is you know um, connecting with those farmers right yeah. and you guys do a great job of connecting us with them and it makes it a little easier and and you know I, I'm sure you guys see your farmers market um, walk in over there is yeah. packed <laughs> it's packed and you, it wouldn't be packed if the chefs in the community and, the, and yeah weren't, weren't there wasn't it. that demand for it you know I was just up in Portland a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and. One of the restaurants we're at, he used thirty-five local farms, and that's all they buy from. Oh like my! They, and, and so the, the you know, and I think San Diego, with the climate that we have here, is just primed to be just like that. And um, that yeah. you know, there there's a lot of farms in San Diego. I think one of the uh, biggest per capita in the country with the amount of local farms in, in the area. And I think that we need to use those resources as much as we can. And support it. Yeah, yeah for I sure. think so. And I think we do. Yeah. I think we do um, as a community, but I think um, it could be better and it could be more. And um, because it's really awesome produce and stuff that yeah. we get yeah. from yeah. Right. And not sure. only that, like you say, to educate also people, mm-hmm. you know, like you bringing in this whole animal into your kitchen mm-hmm. and having – you know, the chefs with experience and the chefs that don't have experience and mm-hmm. teaching them, right. like, this is how the animal comes in and this is how right. you cut it. This is how you And then you what do we it. do with everything else that's not going on the plate? You know, there's, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of other things that 
bits and pieces that come with it. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm do we look do with that? To that. that yeah. yeah. Well, so, no, I, I think that's that's great, and we can't wait for that next dinner. I can't wait for you guys to come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't... We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't come to Crustacean. That, that... You don't like happened? seafood, though, right? No, no, I love seafood. She loves seafood. So now, it's, you know, speaking about <laughs> now we talk about San Diego, you know, let's talk about San Diego food scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see it now as to 10 years ago? I mean, it's light years from yeah. where it was 10 years ago. Okay. Um, there's and I think it goes back to the client, like I said, the clientele being accepting of it and more savvy. You know, I mean, I think we have a little ways to go, mm-hmm. um, but I think with a lot of the chefs that are doing some really cool stuff. And when I say cool stuff to me, it's more Mm -hmm. about um, knowing what to do with the products, you know, and not turning the products into powders and foams and smoke and all that. Um, But I think they really know how to put the ingredients together and, 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 and showcase the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of what the San Diego culinary community has done in the last five years. It's been, you know, when I came to San Diego 12 years ago, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it's interesting. I was coming from Washington, D.C., where right. it's very competitive and, you know, very food driven. And, um, you know, I think that where it's come from then is, is, is awesome. But it has a lot to do with, um, you know, things that you guys do particularly and, and able to find those ingredients. I know, right? right? <laughs> the demands. She got them. Exactly. Now, what what would you like to see happen? Um. You know, I just think the keep moving forward and keep progressing. Um, I think that the the chefs are good enough that they'll figure it out. I mean, I'm not, you know, Nostradamus. I don't have a glass ball. What I'd like to see is more of what we're talking about, though, okay. with the local farms and local fisheries and, you know, um, down at the Tuna Harbor. And yeah. you see Big buzz the about line that right keeps now. getting longer and longer down there and, um, you know, things like that. And out in Temecula and Valley Center, there's just great small farmers raising great animals you know yeah and 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 i think more of the connection with that that's what i would like to see personally that's what i believe in you know uh-huh. but um um and to make it easier i mean we i'd love to say everything that we do is like that and sh- but it's not you know and i'd love it to be more accessible so that we could do more and more of it and, yeah. and still make it meet our bottom line that's really the key right yeah. like um we want to be able to do that and not you know, have the guests have to pay $50 for it. Right. You know what I mean? Or still make it affordable. And I think that's when it, it can really shift is when it becomes affordable enough that to be able to say we're doing something local and organic doesn't mean that it has to be super expensive. Yeah. That it should be cheaper, if you ask me, because it's not coming from so far, you know. And I yeah. think that's when we're, we can really make the shift. That's what I'd like to say. Nice. Hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love it. And now um, I know, you know, when it just – it's great to hear you talk about, you know, how you feel and have such strong opinions about farmers. And I'm very opinionated. Yeah. In case you haven't. <laughs> and no. I, I love that. But I, but I, I think it's very important. And and the, your beast feast dinners is definitely a mm-hmm. start, mm-hmm. you know, in, in teaching the community. And you know, hopefully, we should see, yeah. you know, more and more and more people. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say that the beast feast is not just a dinner anymore. At yeah. some point, that it's just the way we cook. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's that would be the 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 evolution to me. Um, the more we can do like that with our menus, it just has to become more accessible. That's yeah. all. And I think it and I think it can. If like I said, the market makes it that way, we Maybe. demand it, and 
our guests appreciate it, and I think that it it, it will get there. Nice. Well, well, we're going to we'll go to Beast Beast. Yeah, for we're sure. definitely. And now some some questions. You know, just off. You know, changing subjects here. I know I I've asked you this question before, but what do you think about you know being like when when people refer to true cooks? What do you think about that? What do I think about true yeah, cooks? True cooks and, and that kind of a thing. I don't have an opinion about no. true cooks. <laughs> no, just in general. You just said you had all these opinionated. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't like, say my opinion. No, 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 no. no. I'm okay. just saying, you know, like we, we talk about, you know, farming and you talk about how you would want to, how you want, you know, chefs to really kind of get to know the farmers, kind of get to, mm-hmm. you know, know the I mean, ingredients. their own. I mean, yeah. you know, true cooks is a community yeah. of cooks and stuff and they're doing stuff i mean yeah um they got a killer instagram mm-hmm. yeah say it all the time yeah I, no but I in, in terms of like yeah. the social like spreading all this information on a social scale yeah i think things like true cooks and chef's role particularly yeah. are really good at, at um spreading messages and yeah chef's role is doing a lot of great stuff for um the culinary community not just around here i mean i think they were based here but they are uh-huh. they are blown up you know um, yeah yeah and they're able to get those messages out and um, you know, um, I think there's a lot of mediums like that that can get those me- messages out. I mean, we all talk about Instagram and Facebook yeah. and stuff like that, but there's there's other ways. And you know, it's all about like like I said the, the the communities of those chefs and yeah, that's a those those two particularly are are really cool. What yeah, you do. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, and your Instagram, and I My love Instagram S C H F. Joe, for sure. There's no e in chef. And then I, I love, I love this shirt. And the reason why <laughs> I ask you about that is because you know, you, you, you hashtag chef approved. Mm-hmm. You know, on your, on a lot of your dishes, uh-huh. and so what does that mean to you when you hashtag? <laughs> it's chef? actually just something silly that we came. Yeah, up with. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think um, a few years ago we had a company holiday party, and mm-hmm. some of the chefs made some T-shirts that. Um, said hashtag chef yeah and so we just it kind of caught on with us that when we do you know we just want to make sure that we're putting it out there we're we're okay with it okay and it's not just something that we haven't thought through yeah that's silly it's nothing but i mean but it's it starts you know with with an idea with Mm -hmm. something like that and then because i see a lot of your posts a lot Mm -hmm. of you hashtag chef approved Mm -hmm. so you know it's part of it like hashtag specialty product <laughs> no, it's it's great that you're able to use the social media to spread the word about what you guys are, are I need, doing. I need more followers. <laughs> CHF Joe on Instagram. So now I do have to ask you. I need you. to spread the message. I know. We Can somebody to... please follow him <laughs> right now? He, he's going to be checking. I need to get over 100 followers, I please. I know, right? Hey, so, so okay, okay one, <laughs> one last one for me. Has this episode of the Diva Lounge... Chef been chef approved. It's chef approved. It's, okay, it's yes, actually life changing. Thank it, you. This is really. If it got you followers, I would think you'd be very happy. Let's see. With I'll, it. When we're done, I'll check and see oh, if there's yeah. like. You know. Well, we definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. and congratulations thank you. on all your culinary success. Oh, and you guys should be congratulated. This is and all pro- these restaurants. Cool it's actually um, a lot harder to get a hold of Maribel now that she's so oh, famous. I noticed um, that. Just call me. I'll tell her. I get the auto response when I call her. Like, I'll call you back in five. I've got, I'm busy. Why are you sorry? That one too? <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> never. Never famous. She's so busy now. It's, I can't it's even get you. It's you. It's because the chef's like you, mm-hmm. that Julie and I are even able to put this whole thing together. Oh. So thank mm-hmm. you, yeah, thank and you. and thank you for being such a big supporter of us over mm-hmm. the years yeah. and your company, the group. 
you know, I've know I've made so many friends yeah. in in those kitchens. And, and likewise, you know, um, people like uh, you know we talked about um, Jack Ford and Susie's Farms and Robin Lucia, but um, Bob is one of the big. Um, Oh, Bob, Bob Harrington, that's right. All of, our, all of right. them, but, yeah. you know, I, I've known him for a long time, and, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, especially produce is, is an institution in San Diego that um, I think is is really important for what we do and what you guys do. So thank you. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and thanks th- for being such a good sport. Yeah. Well, Any- I was really nervous. Oh, you were not. <laughs> Stop that. I thought you guys were going to grill me. Never. Well, I wanted to. She said not to. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on before all, we wrap no, it? Thank you, guys. I, again, like, you guys, it's really fun. And I, I, this is this whole thing is, man, it's like being in, like, like a major studio or something. It's real. It's, and I just got a text. Someone said, I just started following Joe. <laughs> hey, and, and there will be more episodes, and yeah. uh, we hope to have you back here. Yeah, I'd love to come back sometime. And, uh, we will... Even if it's just to, you know, nothing important, just... Well, catch up on that you need pig. to fill a time spot no, or something catch up like on the that. goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're... Well, he's been sharing his social, his Instagram account. Okay, it's CHF, no E. In this chef, CHF Joe. Julie Hostler. Julie <laughs> underscore Hostler. My Instagram account <laughs> is SP underscore Maribel. And follow us on our SP underscore Diva Lounge account. And also follow the Joe. specialty, well, Chef <laughs> Joe Magnanelli mm-hmm. and the Specialty Produce Network as well. And we want to thank you yeah, for. Hold on. And all of our. Um... Urban Kitchen Group um, Instagrams and Facebook pages as well. Oh my god! I love yes, that yes, one. Gotta, yes, yes. Got to plug those. Do I follow them? Yeah. I don't know. We uh, we I'll have we have at Cucina Sorella. Mm-hmm. We have and Cucina Restaurants at Cucina Restaurants. The yeah. Yeah. There's two. I think those two. Yeah. yeah Cucina Restaurants is for Urbana and all the and Enoteca. Mm-hmm. Right. So definitely go ahead and follow and keep up with all the events that are happening mm-hmm. at their locations. Mm-hmm. And we always say shout outs at the end of the show. Shout outs. Shout um, outs. I don't know if they're listening. I hope they're listening. I told them to listen. My I told them to listen. My, my daughter, uh, oh. Val, and my wife, Tina. I hope they're listening. Hi, they're Tina. Pra- actually, I think they were at um, violin practice. Is there like, can they check it out later? Oh, Anytime. yeah. All yeah. the time. Okay, so. It'll It's going to be posted on the Specialty okay. Produce uh, okay. account on Facebook. So definitely. I think. Val- and also on our Diva Lounge podcast. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So Facebook. people can download that on SoundCloud or mm-hmm. iTunes. Perfect. Um, so, Joe, again. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah thanks fun. for coming. I'd had big footsteps to sit here because I've seen all the other chefs. That oh, have it's been tough, in here. isn't it? I mean, I'm sweating. Over no. <laughs> Next time we'll have that mezcal with well, your goat. Oh, he's going to yeah, come back with that mezcal. All right. Story. We want to thank everyone for watching and tuning in. Uh, we will catch you next time. Yeah. We'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> Joe, you did great. You did awesome!